Thanks for spending your day right here with us. We're 99.5 WDCX-FM, WDCX-HD1, and AM970 WDCZ Buffalo. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, live from the WDCX studios, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, good morning. Top of the morning to you, Mike. Steve Tiber along with Mike Fiello. Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of eight days of hope. We are in the month of May. May. I'm telling you, and you look very vibrant yourself this morning. You've been out <laughs> jogging again? or you, oh, are, you go to the gym early in the morning, don't I, you? I, I, I try. I really do. You know, you, you got to, you know... A couple of weeks ago, we talked to Pastor Banks, and he said, you know, I don't know what balance is, but but I try to have uh, some balance of sure. you run hard in life, but you've got to you take care as well. Is, you, 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 oh. you need, you, your schedule's crazy. All I mean, of our schedules, I, though. Well, yeah. That's I, kind I of the world we live in. in town, out of town this week, but yep. you do manage it well. Oh, man. Thank you. You're starting the day with a compliment, Mike. Well, man. Listen, you pay me well for this. What no, the, I'm only kidding. What, no, I'm not paying just, you. No. You didn't, I, get, you didn't I, get that check from me, brother. No, I'm only kidding uh, you. I hey, love doing this. We're so excited that you've joined us again. Um, Eight Days of Hope is a faith-based ministry. Uh, based in Tupelo, Mississippi. We started in 05 after Hurricane Katrina. Uh, my dad thought it'd be cool that he and I would go help somebody rebuild a house. And uh, 694 people came with us, Mike. Wow. That was not the plan. 694. 84 homes were re- were rebuilt for free, all in the name of Jesus, in December oh of 05. How did you survive that? Brother, I mean, that, we I didn't. Mean, I, mean, I, mean, I was the bottleneck, I'm telling you. <laughs> I remember Ben Morris coming over like on day three, says, Steve, I love you. I love your heart. You're touching everything. Let it go. And you know what? It was the best advice because God was preparing us for the 4,600 people that came last year in Houston with us. So now we have 152 volunteer leaders. We've rebuilt uh, about 5,250 homes. It's amazing what God has done through this ministry of Eight Days Hope. We help people after disasters. They don't have the right insurance, don't have any insurance. And then the body of Christ shows up. So you're managing all of these. I'm not. Oh. God is through these okay. 152 leaders. Okay. I mean, yes. I mean, someone's got to oversee them. Right. Well, yeah. But but I just love what God is doing. I tell you, yeah. go to our website eightdayshope.com and uh, Mike. Someone's bringing you coffee. How how do you line this up? Uh, getting coffee you. during a show. Next thing you know, you're gonna have like Chick Fil A or a pizza delivered or something well, like that. We're, we're working on that. Okay. <laughs> Oh, me. Hey, uh, you're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Uh, for more information about the ministry or an upcoming event called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo, uh, which is going to happen this year in July, yes. go to our website. Did you see that promotional video? I have. And it's D- just, did you see the lady on the video that we were featuring, Miss Doris? Miss Doris. Yes. I mean, she, what a sweetheart. You Do know? you remember anything about her? Do you well, remember any of those she, facts? She was a veteran. Yes, and 29 she's 90- years. Is she 90 years old? 80, 87. 87. Yes. I hope she's not listening. I don't want to get her upset with me. No, no. <laughs> she, yeah. I remember the, the that, that she was a veteran yes. and that, you know, her house needed definite repair and didn't really have anybody to go to yeah. she's by herself, right? Yeah. I mean, she's a widow. Yeah. Uh, she was the first African-American central intelligence officer for the Army. Wow. I did not know that. That is amazing. Incredible. And so, you know, she has nowhere to turn. And so 80s Hope Buffalo is is not an event because of a disaster, but we think it's important to give back. And for right. eight days in July, we ask volunteers to come for at least two of it. It's free. We'll mm-hmm. give you some great-looking T-shirts. If you're listening you uh, through our website and you're out of town, we'll give you a place to sleep. But we're going to help 100 families repair their homes for free. Incredible. 
Man. Incredible. I mean, and if you see some of the houses in in those areas, it, you know, Buffalo is not it's not really a disaster area, but you get some hard winters, some really rough springs, and and then come summer, uh, you know, your, your houses need work on. And if you don't have the means to do that. You know, I know that you and I aren't, quote, rich, but if we needed to fix a window, right. we would be able to find a way to fix the window. If our heater broke, we would f- f- pay someone to come fix our heater. Right. But there are families out there right here in this community that need help. So, again, go to our website, watch the promotional video. That's upcoming. We expect sometime this fall, Mike, mm. we'll have our 17th rebuilding trip. 17th. And yep. We can say where that might be. Yeah, we're looking at North thinking? Carolina and Florida. You know, Florida okay. had Hurricane Michael last year, yeah, Panama City area. Yep, you were there. I was there too. Mm. That was amazing. You're right on the beach. It looks beautiful. And then you do a 180 and you look behind you and you see destruction. Devastation. And the thing there, I don't have the exact amount of miles, but you could drive. I, I know time wise, you yes. could drive for almost an hour yep. in any direction and it all looks the same. Disaster, yep. trees down on houses, you know, cars flipped over. It's just, it was, it was, it was crazy yeah. to see that. So we'll look at going there or maybe to North Carolina, Hurricane Florence. Okay. Uh, remember, that was that slow-moving hurricane. Think about it, Mike. In about a span of 12 months, we had Hurricane Harvey, right. Hurricane Irma, Hurricane um, Florence, and Hurricane Michael. And in between all that, flooding and tornadoes. This is a great time for the church to step up and be the hands right. and feet of Jesus. That's right. And come out and, you know, when you get... Again, I always have to go back to we need to stop listening to where they say this country's going. They say we're young people, what what they're doing, what they're not doing. And then here you get to see people from, I always say, from 8 to 80, even though they're younger and they're older, Mm -hmm. that come out and they volunteer for one purpose, to love and to serve people and to serve Christ. And it, uh, yes, we're a faith-based organization, but, you know, there are people that don't know the Lord at all. They come out, and there's a camaraderie because we're serving people together. And, of course, those lives get touched, too. Yeah, I'll never forget in Houston, we had a volunteer listen to another volunteer's testimony in the parking lot next to our tool trailer. Mm-hmm. So you had these two 25-year kids and the one 25-year-old volunteer is telling the other volunteer about his past porn addiction and how God's delivered him and how God has got his life back together. Oh, really? And serving and so grateful to be there in Houston helping out Hurricane Harvey victims. And the gentleman that he was sharing his testimony with started to weep. Oh, wow. And he said, that's me. My church does not know it. Um, They helped fund me to come here, but I don't even know who he is. I came here because I thought it would be cool to help people out because I'm good with my hands, Mm. but I'm a porn addict. And he got saved in the parking lot in front of Grace Church in Southeast Houston on a missions trip. Steve, 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 I'm telling you. And see, he just had the the heart to want to come out and and serve and do something. I believe that's in most all of our hearts. We really want to do something for people, for our country, for our nation. Amen. so please go to the website, check it out. When you see see what's coming up next, you can get involved, whether it's Buffalo or the trips that are going to be put out there pretty soon. You'll be Your life will be turned around no matter where you are. Come out. What we want to do on Hope Reigns is every Saturday share some God stories with you. So today with our guest, Hannah Tiber, she'll be with us in a couple minutes. She's going to share a little bit about her journey as a teenager and how God called her into a leadership role, not just because of her last name, um, you get to know her, or if you mm. do know her, um, she doesn't need to lean, lean on daddy or Not mommy's laurels, that's She's for sure. An independent woman. <laughs> she is. We're going to hear how God will use a teenager on the front lines for Jesus. And I want to encourage you, if you have teenagers or grandchildren at home, 
This is a perfect opportunity this summer in July in Buffalo to get him plugged in Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. But we'll do that in a minute. Hey, I want to thank Brad Klein at Niagara Gutter. Niagara Gutter is a sponsor of Eight Days of Hope. And, you know, with May here, we're outside walking around our house and you need some gutters done or redone or repaired. Call Brad Klein at Niagara Gutter. Let him know you heard about it on uh, Hope Rains and he'll give you a discount. He's a great guy. I got to meet him. Oh, my I, gosh. I just, when, even the smile on your yeah, face when you mentioned his he name. He is. just seems like a, a good family guy. He's a good, good businessman. Business he, yeah. he does it the right way. And when there's challenges, and there are in the business world, sure. he takes care of them. And that's all you can ask for, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But go to Niagara Gutter or give them a call and let them know. But, hey, you're listening to Steve Tiber and Mike Fiello. You're listening to Hope Reigns. We'll be back in just a moment. Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one, which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone can get in on this. Kingdom Bound 2019, New York's largest Christian music festival, is coming to Darien Lake Theme Park July 28th through the 31st for four amazing days. Experience the best in Christian music with For King and Country, Crowder, Bethel Music, Danny Goki, Passion Music, and dozens more artists and speakers this summer at Kingdom Bound. Camp on grounds or commute each day and experience all the festival has to offer for the entire family. Find out more and register today at kingdombound.org. That's kingdombound.org. Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country loving and serving families by helping them rebuild their homes for free after a natural disaster. Now, Eight Days of Hope is launching a new initiative called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. This eight-day outreach will be serving 100 families with the repairs of their homes in the University District in the city of Buffalo. From July 19th to July 26th, you'll have a chance to experience Eight Days of Hope with your friends and volunteers from around the country. Please go to 8daysofhope.com to learn more about this outreach. 8 Days of Hope is a family-friendly ministry. There'll be something for everyone to do. We need skilled volunteers who know how to paint, do carpentry work, roofing, flooring, plumbing, and electrical work as well. We'll also need less skilled volunteers to help with landscaping, cleanup, and with our feeding team. 8 Days of Hope Buffalo from July 19th to the 26th. Come and serve with us for at least three full days and enjoy a free day the following week at Kingdom Bound at Six Flags Darien Lake. Again, for more information, go to 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. We're back here at Hope Reigns. Steve Tiber and Mike Fiel. This 
this beautiful Saturday morning. Mike, you're pounding down the coffee. You must have a big day uh, planned, brother. I have a long day ahead of Do me. You? So, yeah, just a lot of things on it. Like, like all of us. Always I some, know. You know, I got my to-do list, and what didn't get to done yesterday <laughs> gets added. I so, love it. And I'm jumping on a plane later today. Oh, my. Going down to Dallas, Texas, then driving down to Houston. And they got some tornado watches out, too. So, I'm hoping oh. that... Uh, I don't see anything firsthand, but no. um, you pray for me this week. I'll pray for you. How's that? Okay, let's do it. Love yeah, it. Yeah, we got it. Well, we uh, you are listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope, and today we are honored and mm. blessed to talk to one of my favorite leaders, Mike. Yes, if not yes. my favorite. She. I'm is sorry, a, Mike. No, well, I can understand that. I mean, you're already uh, you know four feet off your seat here, but you know she is a sweetheart. <laughs> She is a she is a tiber, but yeah. she is her own tiber. Yeah, <laughs> you know? she is. I, or should I say tiger? Because she yeah. knows how to get oh, it done. Hannah Tiber calling from uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Hannah, good morning. Good morning. How are you, honey? Oh, it's good hearing your voice. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. For those of you who didn't connect the dots, this is my daughter, Hannah. Now, Hannah, mm-hmm. um, you grew up in Tupelo, Mississippi. Oh, well, let's just start where you're at today. So tell the listeners a little bit about who Hannah, where Hannah's at today and what kind is going on in her world, and then we'll get into the past. Well, I graduate college in less than two weeks at Middle Tennessee State University. Yes. Um, And I'm very excited for that. But after I graduate, I'm going to go ahead and head into a master's program with a focus on nonprofit management so I can uh, follow in the family footsteps. Oh, okay. Now, Hannah won't say this, Mike, but this is going to be one of the the few times I I, I brag. Well, I'd like to brag on my kids. So Hannah, she's she's graduating this week here in May and and, in Tennessee. And she is finishing. She went to honors. She just got honors college student of the year award. Okay. 4.0. Wow. wow. They've gifted her her master's. And, no. and I know that. Are you kidding and me? And I love it for many reasons. <laughs> One, it's kidding? easy on the checkbook. <laughs> and, 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 and Hannah has been my, my free ticket for the last four years oh, because God has blessed her. You are a blessed man. I am. I am. You're so charming. I got a C in gym once. I was so pumped that I got a C in gym, Mike. But So, Hannah, you're going to go for your master's in nonprofit management. So tell the listeners a little bit about your journey with Eight Days of Hope. I mean, of course, being a family member, you were part of it early, but... Give us some of your earliest memories of serving Aegis Hope and where and when and all that good stuff. Oh, my. I've, I've been privileged to go on all of the long-term rebuilding trips or the eight-day events, all but four. And two were in college and two when I was younger and didn't really have any control over going or not. Um, but I think my earliest memory was probably Eight Days of Hope 1 or 2 in Mississippi, and we were staying in these really um, – I would say small now compared to what the organization is, but little places with four bunk beds to a room. And I just distinctly remember being sick. And Margaret Van Landingham played card games with me, um, and we ate MREs. <laughs> oh, now, what's an MRE for those that have no clue? Meals ready to eat. So our early eight days of Hope trips, um, we had military MREs donated, and so we ate I just remember ravioli where all you had to do was add water and it would eat it would heat up and Ooh. you'd eat it. It was it was definitely appetizing. But so, even so at how, that age I remember like cleaning and like sweeping the floors and yeah. How, how old how old were you? Um, I was nine. She was nine. nine years old. Yes. Grandparents, bring your grandkids, parents, mm. bring your nine year olds to eight days old. So you've seen damage up. Uh, just name some of the storms that you've done some serving uh, after. 
Oh, Hurricane Katrina, um, Hurricane Matthew, which hit around the same time we were doing flooding in South Carolina. Yes. Flood damage. Um, the floods in Nashville. We've had tornadoes in Tupelo, um, in Smithville, and in um, Hackleburg, Alabama. Um, <laughs> I've been to North Carolina. Um, oh, me. In Houston. And you're whopping 22 today, right? Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> I know. Wow. Amazing. Um, tell the listeners, and I'm going to stop, Mike. I'll give you the next one. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited. It's Hannah. It's my Hannah. Okay. One, one last one. I'm connected. Don't worry about it. Okay. So, so Hannah, <laughs> tell the listeners some of the things that this 22-year-old girl has done. Oh, my. So I was lucky to have people who would take me on job sites with them and like claim me as their child. And so I had a lot of fun. I would do roofing. Um, I've done carpentry. I've done flooring. I've done electrical drywall insulation um a lot of painting i've led a painting crew which was a lot of fun um we've done i've laid laid a laid grass um yard work i've done a little bit of everything (laughs) so hannah tell me did your dad teach you all of this um Definitely not. He doesn't like to get get his hair messed up. Oh, come on now. Come on now. I can't get my hands dirty. That's not my gift, Hannah. We all have different gifts. And that's a great question, Hannah. So you've learned to do all these things, and you didn't learn from your dad. And this is a great illustration for other families out there that are looking for a family-friendly ministry. Go to 8daysofhope.com and look at the Buffalo trip this year in July or uh, sign up to get our email alerts. But Hannah, so you, you learned insulation and the roof and to do drywall. Who, who spent the time to teach you all that? Leaders in the ministry, family, friends, you know, people who wanted to invest in the lives of the next generation. And I, I learned a lot, um, not from my own family, but from my extended Eight Days of Hope family. And that's, that's right. always been really exciting. So Hannah, I, I just read something here that, <clears throat> well, of course, Congratulations on your graduation. Yes. But, um, Thank you. That's a lot of hard work. I remember one of the trips, I think we were caught in um, a hurricane. Yep, Matthew, da- in yeah, Matthew, South Carolina. And your car. <laughs> yes. Steve's car got filled with water. One car flooded in Hurricane Matthew. Out of all the volunteers, 2,200 people. Thank you very much, that white Camry that now Hannah drives. Yeah, but I remember seeing <laughs> Hannah studying during, during the times in between yes. there and just always pressing forward in the midst of a trip. So how does it, and I know your dad's, forget dad for just a minute, but what gets, how does it get put in your heart? What, what motivated you for a nonprofit sector that you want to uh, achieve when you, when you get out of school? And how do you work toward that? I think um, I was asked this when I entered into my program and I met about a graduate assistantship. She said, why do you want to go in the nonprofit sector? And I said, because I want to make a difference. And I'm not saying that for mm-hmm. For-profit companies can't make a difference, but right. I see the work that nonprofits do, and if I can impact one person's life for the better, then that one person's life is worth it. And so that's that's the aim I want to go into. I've seen so much um, that the nonprofit sector can do without the bounds of a for-profit sector, and I just I see that work, and it's it's something that I want to be a part of, um, no matter how that looks like or what nonprofit I end up with. So was there any particular trip that you can share an experience with that really kind of drove this point home with you? Or, or, or a life experience. It might not sure. have been in a trip. Who, right. you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think one of the, the coolest things I remember is we were, um, oh, I'm trying to remember what it is, a hope trip. It wasn't, 
I don't think it was South Carolina. I think it was it was Lafayette, Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, and we were sitting at dinner one night. And as as you, if you come on a trip, you know that my dad likes to run around the room and talk to all the homeowners. <laughs> yes. And he was he got into this one lady, and I don't remember her name, but she was talking about the destruction that she was facing and how that morning she had prayed for somebody to show up, anybody to show up. And she said, and angels arrived, and you guys came, and Eight Days of Hope was there. And I was looking around at this destruction, and she just said two words. She said, but God, and she started crying. And I saw the impact that that had had on her life, that these people around here were willing to go and just just do what they could do. They could lay floor, they could paint a wall, and they were willing to give up vacation days and time with their family to do that. And that's what I love about the nonprofit sector. It's not just the people leading the nonprofit, but it's getting the community involved and invested and getting everyone to utilize their talents and their passions, whether that's helping feed people, whether that's helping do laundry or sweeping the floors or cleaning or building a roof. It's getting them involved and using them to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Wow, very well said. Sounds like that. It sounds like Mike, Mike, you better be careful. Or you might be out of a job here, brother. I'm just going to say it sounds like we're always talking about the next generation. Amen. There it is, right there. Amen. So, so Hannah, we only have a couple minutes in the segment, but tell someone that's listening today, and they say, you know what, I don't know how to do roofing, I don't know how to paint, I don't know how to any carpentry, and and why would someone that's maybe quote less skilled, why should they come, and what types of things? would you see a less skilled person doing at Eight Days of Hope? Well, we say there's no no skill. There's always just less skill because that's true. You always have some sort of talent. And maybe your talent isn't building, but you're amazing at speaking and talking. We need you to love on those homeowners, to love on that community. Because we always say it's more important to invest in the homeowner than it ever is going to be to fix their house. And even if you don't have all of the most amazing skills, we can still use you at every job site, every community project. Um, I know I've led a crew of 65 less skilled workers, and we repainted an entire park. Yeah, we're going to hold um, that to the next segment, because that's a God story there that I want you to share. Um, but, but, yeah. but yeah, but talk about some of the tasks that happened during a rebuild that someone that's less skilled that doesn't know how to operate a tool. Just throw out a couple yeah. others. So you can do laundry. We have a lot of people who stay a full week, and part of people's ministry is they come and they do laundry for seven days. They just wash people's clothes and they serve the volunteers so the volunteers can serve the community. You can do feeding. If your talent is cleaning, you love cleaning, you can clean all the facilities we're staying in. You can sweep the places where we're working. If you like shopping, we have a job for you. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, no. I didn't know we were going on this route, Hannah. Okay, so now you're you're young— Supplies for us. Your younger sister Emma, her ears just perked up, man. She's like, I'm all about shopping. Uh, but you're right. You need you need people to do po- uh, um, purchase orders and administrative people picking up people from the airport, volunteers. Um, but so there is something for for everyone uh, during an 18th event. So Hannah, you're you're 22, and there's other young leaders on the team. How important do you think it is for ministries, nonprofit? Uh, churches to allow the youth to be a part of leadership roles? Um, I think it's imperative to be success of the organization in the future, because if you're only focused on the here and now and you're not thinking that far ahead, Mm. you're not going to have people who can step up and take the place of somebody who's in charge when they're needed. Um, And if you start training up these people when they're younger and you give them the tools and the ability to lead, 
not only are you going to connect to more people, but you're going to set yourself up for success in the future because you have people who are on board, who know the organization, and who've been given a chance to lead. And I'm grateful that I've had that opportunity. Hannah won't say this, Mike, but um, and, and Hannah, we're going to go to break here in a minute. But so I'm going to throw you on hold. But um, we, so we sent out press releases, and so traditionally, you know, I, I use a press release, and, and I kind of modified a little bit. I have an assistant; her name is Chandler, very mm-hmm. talented young lady as well, one of our leaders, twenty three as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, she 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 she's a second set of eyes, but then we always send it to Hannah. Because mm. Hannah's, that's her gift, writing, she, grammar. Yeah. She's like, Dad, you use more exclamation points than anyone I've ever seen in my life. And she fixes it, and then we send out the press release. Right, Hannah? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So thankful. And that's that to me. You know, you're out there. You right. love reading. You're great at English. We need people to double-check our website and uh, the press releases and the, the information we send out. Uh, but she does a good job of that. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Are you a writer, Mike? Do you write? Uh, I, I'll write it. I, I got the ideas and the thoughts. I would need Hannah okay. to, to tell me. I you can't have Hannah now because I need uh, Hannah on my uh, team. I'm getting some information here. I might have to send out a press release for something uh, just to have her critique it. I'm kidding. I know. Well, hey, when we get back from this break, I would love for Hannah to share a story in Lafayette, Louisiana, where her and another young leader, a young lady in her early 20s, led a team of 65 volunteers. Oh, wow. We, you know, our leaders wear a different color T-shirt than the other volunteers, Mike, and it's important for volunteers to understand that, um, you know, we, we have people who can make decisions very quickly and have uh, the information of where to go if they need some answers to some questions. But Hannah, when you come back, you know, we're going to talk to you about what happened in Lafayette, Louisiana. 65, is this less skilled? Volunteers? I think a little bit of each, but Hannah's going to tell us that okay. story here in just a minute. Looking forward to it, yeah. Hey, you're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope here on WDCX. Niagara Gutter loves the Western New York community. They've been serving residential and commercial clients here since 1962. Their team of trained professionals is focused on providing customers with the absolute best service and quality possible. Niagara Gutter takes pride in going above and beyond your expectations. That's why they're trusted by the best in the business. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau for 15 consecutive years, an A rating with Angie's List for 12 consecutive years, and were awarded the Angie's List Super Service Award for three years straight. Let Niagara Gutter service your home. Check out their website at niagara-gutter.com to read reviews of their service, or call them today for an estimate at 695-3500. Mention 8 Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Niagara Gutter. Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief, to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone could get in on this. 
Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country loving and serving families by helping them rebuild their homes for free after a natural disaster. Now, Eight Days of Hope is launching a new initiative called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. This eight-day outreach will be serving 100 families with the repairs of their homes in the University District in the city of Buffalo. From July 19th to July 26th, you'll have a chance to experience Eight Days of Hope with your friends and volunteers from around the country. Please go to 8daysofhope.com to learn more about this outreach. 8 Days of Hope is a family-friendly ministry. There'll be something for everyone to do. We need skilled volunteers who know how to paint, do carpentry work, roofing, flooring, plumbing, and electrical work as well. We'll also need less skilled volunteers to help with the landscaping, cleanup, and with our feeding team. 8 Days of Hope Buffalo from July 19th to the 26th. Come and serve with us for at least three full days and enjoy a free day the following week at Kingdom Bound at Six Flags Darien Lake. Again, for more information, go to 8daysofhope.com. This is Hope Reigns. To join the conversation, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. Steve Tiber and Mike Fiel. This beautiful Saturday morning as Mike Gorgeous. chugs down the coffee. Oh, yeah. Need, need, need that extra cup today, third, Steve. Yeah, third one, I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not baby cups either. Oh, but I know. I, it's pretty big. No, it's all right. Hey, we are so glad that you're here today. Today, our guest is Hannah Tiber. Mm. Yes. Yes, It yes, is my yes. daughter, one of my five. She's uh, a senior at uh, Middle Tennessee State. She graduates literally this upcoming weekend. Fantastic. And she'll be entering her master's program for nonprofit management. There's 152 leaders with Eight Days of Hope, Mike. Mm-hmm. When you think about the 152 leaders, our, our oldest leader, our wisest leader, <laughs> is 87-year-old Mr. Roger in Mississippi. Yes. And then we have multiple leaders who are in their early 20s. What, when you look at that group, what comes to your mind? Well, first of all, the fact that you're allowing, and we talked about this in the first segment, young, talented people that you know aren't going to be perfect, but you're letting them come in, get their feet wet, and learn the ministry. Learn, but I, you know, I, I think of Hannah. I think of um, Colleen that we we oh, interviewed. Yes. I, you know, even the your assistant Chandler. Chandler. Chandler, yeah. I mean, these are all young people Israel. that Israel, absolutely. Um, that just have a passion and a heart. And we as leaders that have been around for a little bit have just need to pour in and pour yes. in. And actually, we learn a lot from them, don't uh, we? It, I was going to go there right now. But Hannah, welcome back. Good morning. You still there, honey? Good morning. I am. Okay. I called her, honey, because she's my daughter. Oh, so I don't want to win. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anyways. So Hannah, you were in Lafayette, Louisiana, and you are one of our leaders. And you and another young lady, Hannah Houghton from New Jersey, um, we're tasked with, well, you tell the listeners what, what was going on in Lafayette, why you did what you did, and who you led. And, and then I want you to share that God story of how he showed up in a big way, in an unplanned way. Yeah. So um, I, was, I was in college at the time, still am, but I was a little bit younger. And um, I just remember you coming to me because I was spending my summer with Eight Days of Hope, and he said, I think I want you and Hannah Houghton to lead the park project. And in my mind, I'm going, oh, yeah, I can paint a park. And then you're like, yeah, there'll probably be like 65 people. And I was like, oh. Um, <laughs> Thanks, <okay>. Dad. <laughs> Thanks, We're Dad. ambitious, aren't we now? <laughs> you can <laughs> do I was, this. <laughs> I'm prepared for anything. So I was like, okay, cool. And um, it took a couple of days. Uh, we had a couple few rainy days, and so we were waiting for things to dry out. And I just remember the first day on our job, it was Hannah Houghton and I, and we had um, 
four other crew members. And we were like, well, we can paint a park with four people, I guess. And um, our first day there, we spent, we, um, uh, we pressure washed all the pavilions and things like that. And the next day, you announced it from the, the front stand. And I had a, a crew of 65 parents and their children ready to serve, um, <laughs> our less skilled volunteers. But they were they were so wonderful to serve with. And I, I think it was just the most beautiful learning experience for me as a leader to learn how to um, not only lead people who are older than me, but to find a way to engage all of the young volunteers and make sure that they had a chance to feel like they were doing something really important. Um, and they were, and it was so much fun. We painted, um, we painted everything from pavilions to swing sets to um, park toys to the the yellow curb. Yes, we painted everything. That's right. So this park, um, this park flooded back when flooding in Lafayette, and we always do one community project. And so Hannah, you were out there. Now remember, Hannah, I used to come visit you, and and the other sixty volunteers. I came out a couple times. You remember what I brought you guys? Ice cream. Ice cream. Oh, what a dad. <laughs> what a dad. Uh, yeah, remember- my crew was special. We also got to go get, um, oh, what was that really good restaurant that you took us all to for lunch? Was Freddy's. Freddy's. Yes, Freddy's. They, they were one of our sponsors. The God story, yeah, though. So you, you were going through gallons of paint and painting all these yeah. these things that were ruined from the flood. and and, and But, boy, you had a hurdle, didn't you? Yeah, well, my crew, they worked hard, let me tell you. I had a lot of people who were like, hey, it's our last day. We want to stay late. So often, um, four or five days into the trip, we would be painting this park till 7 or 8 at night, really just trying to get it done because the volunteers were so invested in their project. And so um, we we were there. It was our last day. It was Saturday, the last day of Days of Hope, and we wanted to get this park project finished. So we we were we showed up that morning. I had probably about 50 of my volunteers left, and um, it's Saturday. So I went to the building to go get our paint out of it, and the door was locked. Oh, and I was like, "That's no. not good. Um, it's not business hours. Nobody's at the park." And I was like, "Well, I guess if nobody shows up, um, we will clean. We'll take the trash bags. We'll do what we need to do to make the park look as good as we can without finishing the painting." And so Hannah Houghton and I, we circled up, we made our game plan, we told everybody what was going on, how we couldn't get to our paint, and um, so we went ahead and we circled and prayed, and I said, God, we really need you to send, I forget this guy's name, but he was in charge of the park, I said, we really need you to send him to the park so he can open the door. Um, we had called everybody we could possibly call, mm-hmm. nobody could would answer us or would show up, and they couldn't make it. Um, so we prayed. Nothing happened. It was pretty cool. And I said, well, I'm going to – we dispersed. Everybody started taking trash bags and cleaning. They were just happy to have something to do. We raked the leaves. We did whatever we could. And I said, I'm going to make a loop to see how much we didn't finish so we can tell them and, you know, they can get somebody out here to finish it. And as I circled the little lake where the pavilions were, I came back around, and the guy bumped into me with his wife, and he said, what are you doing? And I said – why are you here? Wait, wait, wait. What, what, what guy bumped into you? The guy that had the keys. <laughs> the guy that had the keys to where the paint was. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. He bumped into me, and I said, what are you doing? And he said, well, my wife and I just felt like we needed to go to on a walk this morning at this park. What a coincidence. And I said, oh boy. well, that's good, because I feel like I need you to unlock the door for us. There you go. There so you go. He did. He unlocked the door. And he just he happened. He's like, we never come walking at this park, but I wanted to show her all the work that you guys oh. were doing. and. Um, he unlocked it, and we finished painting the biggest pavilion there that day. We had people 
nailing it out. Um, it so was really good. Some of the ages of the volunteers um, that were served with you on, on that park project, just tell the listeners some of the ages so they, they truly Ooh. understand there's something for everybody. I mean, we had parents with babies swaddled to their bodies. <laughs> we oh, had boy. young kids. We had four- and five-year-olds who were playing with the other children um, in the community and making friends. We had my two younger sisters were with me most of the time painting, um, so they were probably 11 and 12. Um, and we had everybody. Our oldest volunteer was probably in their 60s or 70s. Wow. And I, I can Amazing. tell you, they stayed the longest. I was there one night with them till like 7, 8 o'clock, barely made dinner. Amazing. <laughs> That's amazing, Hannah. You know, uh, this is a compliment to you, and your, I know your dad's going to jump off his seat here because we were talking about leadership and what, what it is to be in the middle of a storm and, and kind of mm-hmm. make the right decisions right. when you're under, you know, no, the, the door's locked and you've got a crew out there. You have displayed, Hannah, just grace under fire. You have displayed, I mean, I, folks, if you ever see Hannah, she's a petite, beautiful little young lady. When she gets working hard, the cheeks get real red. <laughs> but she's got such leadership <laughs> skills. You do. I remember I remember going out to that park and said, it's a hot day. You know, you need some water. And no, you're just painting away. You're painting away. And you're keeping everybody lined up. And now you can't get in on that day. And what did you do? You you, you, you did what your dad taught you. I mean, you did what the Lord taught you. You prayed. Mm-hmm. And look, it happens. I mean, you, you just don't, I'm going to take a walk in the park and happen to have the keys to the paint room. Sure, you know? sure. Praise <laughs> the Lord. That's- but for your for your leadership and god's going to do much much he already has beyond measure and he's going to do much more in your life and for he's taking you so you are one sweet sweet sweetheart so one of the, the good work one of the things that hannah does mike is as you know every volunteer as we'll do at eight days of hope buffalo more information go to our website eight days of hope.com hey check out our youtube channel as well we've got some great uploaded videos from all the things that we've been doing the last 13 years but um one of the things we do mike as you know with the volunteers uh, their first day they have to go through an orientation yes and that's about 20 to 30 minutes long but we really want them to be fully in the loop of how we do eight days of hope right. just so they understand uh, so they can enjoy the moment and mm-hmm. so usually i do the first one or two of the week because that's probably maybe half the crowd right but hannah uh, does the other ones she and that does. frees me up and hannah what do you like about orientation and um yeah just maybe talk us talk to us a little bit about that adventure yeah i love giving orientations um i think they're so much fun because they're the first introduction a lot of people have to the ministry, but they also like never go as smoothly as you claim them to, <laughs> which is funny to me. Um, it's, so it's always a great a great show in being flexible. Um, like last year when we were in Houston, our power went out, and I gave like nine or ten orientations in the dark. Um, but we had a That's great right. time. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's right. You're right. You're right. We had a lot of fun. We had like little candles, and I used my phone flashlight. It was great. Good. But um, I think I love orientation, not only because I get to show, you know, how the organization works, but like really what the mission of the organization is. We always highlight this one segment where we talk about how great it is that they came here to build a house but how much more of an impact they can have if they focus on the homeowner and not just on building their house. That's right. And the emphasis placed on loving the homeowner. And when you see them looking at their house and see their, their sadness and their pain, being able to sympathize with them and spend more time listening to their story and giving your story, than fixing their roof. Wow, um, that, did you hear that keyword, Mike? Listening. listening Sometimes right. these families just want to relive mm-hmm. what they have went through and what they're going through. Yes. You know, we always tell the volunteers, God's going to connect the, the the family we're serving 
with one or two people on your team. And so leaders right. know that that person or two, their, their greatest part of that week, the, the time of their ministry, won't be with a hammer or mm-hmm. doing orientation or painting right. a park, but it'll be there to be there to listen mm-hmm. for the family who needs someone to talk to. That's the strongest part, I believe, loving on somebody is just listening, Steve. Love, love, I tell you, you know, our country is divided. We've got challenges. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited for the future because, you know, talking to the Colleen's, Chandler's, Hannah's of the world, right. um, at least in this ministry, these hope we feel great about it. But love conquers all. That's it. That's it. And love and, conquers all. And someone, yeah. especially in those situations, as you know, it was no fault of their own. And here we are in a devastating situation. And they, you know, they just want to pour their hearts out. Mm. I mean, we're there to comfort that heart as well as rebuild and clean houses and whatever we need to do. So, Hannah, we got about two minutes left. Uh, you'll be here for Eight Days of Hope Buffalo, we think? Yes, I'm very excited. Yes. Awesome. Hopefully coming up Fourth of July weekend. Oh, I'll be there oh, to gosh. help with all the Eight Days of Hope yeah. things. Let the fireworks begin, Mike. <laughs> you know how that goes, man. I know what's going to happen at your <laughs> house. That, that southern young lady's going to bring some stuff with her, aren't you, Hannah? <laughs> Yeah, my cat. Aren't you excited? Oh, that's, oh no, no. Okay, no. you're breaking up, honey. We'll, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> no, I'm like it. Um, so, yeah, Eight Days of Hope Buffalo, July 19th to July 26th. Hannah, we appreciate you. We appreciate all the leaders oh, yes. of Eight Days of Hope. Uh, volunteers pay their own way to go love and serve people in need. If, if we gave you 30 seconds or 45 seconds to tell somebody, and you know what? It doesn't have to be Eight Days of Hope. Someone sitting, listening today, saying, you know what? I should probably find a way to give back. Try to convince a listener why they should give back. I have absolutely no reasons why you shouldn't. I've never once gone to a volunteer event or gone to something where I give part of myself to someone else and I feel sad or upset that I did it. When you give your time, when you give your love, your energy, and you get to pour into somebody else, I can guarantee that you're going to be blessed immensely more than you could have imagined. Mm. And so there's no reason you shouldn't do it. And if you're looking for a reason to do it, just go do it. Go love on people. Show Jesus' love to them. Be the hands and feet, even if it's something as taking toys to a shelter, a family shelter, or mm. cooking a meal for someone you know that That's needs right. it. You can do the smallest thing and make the biggest difference in somebody's life. Amen. You know, we tell volunteers, you might leave exhausted, but your hearts will be full. That's right. Hannah, yeah. thank you so much. Uh, congratulations on graduating and Absolutely. 4.0. See, I told her I was only 1.9 or, or 2.6 <laughs> behind her, something like that. What's 2, 2.2 from 4? Oh, 1.8. I was only 1.8 behind you, Hannah. Oh my. <laughs> That's not that bad, is it? Mm. Okay, all right. Hey, you, Hannah Tiber, one of our leaders of Eight Days of Hope. God bless you, girl. Father, we thank you for Hannah. Thank you for her gifts. Yes. Thank you that she gives back. Father, I pray that listeners today were encouraged, challenged, Keep her safe, Lord. Thank you for who she is in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We love you, girl. God bless you. Love you guys, too. Bye. Oh, you're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. I want to thank our partners, Life Church and Kingdom Bound, for coming alongside this program. You're listening on WDCX. Kingdom Bound 2019, New York's largest Christian music festival, is coming to Darien Lake Theme Park July 28th through the 31st for four amazing days. Experience the best in Christian music with For King and Country, Crowder, Bethel Music, Danny Gokey, Passion Music, and dozens more artists and speakers this summer at Kingdom Bound. Camp on grounds or commute each day and experience all the festival has to offer for the entire family. Find out more and register today at KingdomBound.org. That's KingdomBound.org. 
This crazy 2019 winter has done some serious damage to many roofs and gutters across western New York. If you're one of the homeowners who have been affected, repair your storm damage and prevent future damage with Niagara Gutter, western New York's premier gutter experts. With almost 60 years of service in the Buffalo community, they provide the absolute best quality gutters and service in the area with incredible prices. Niagara Gutter is dedicated to serving the Western New York community and has excelled not only at serving its customers, but also the community it serves. They work local, help local, and give local. That's why they've partnered with organizations like Eight Days of Hope and the Buffalo City Mission. Call Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider at 695-3500. Mention Eight Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Or check out their website at niagara-gutter.com. Niagara Gutter, Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country loving and serving families by helping them rebuild their homes for free after a natural disaster. Now, Eight Days of Hope is launching a new initiative called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. This eight-day outreach will be serving 100 families with the repairs of their homes in the University District in the city of Buffalo. From July 19th to July 26th, you'll have a chance to experience Eight Days of Hope with your friends and volunteers from around the country. Please go to 8daysofhope.com to learn more about this outreach. 8 Days of Hope is a family-friendly ministry. There'll be something for everyone to do. We need skilled volunteers who know how to paint, do carpentry work, roofing, flooring, plumbing, and electrical work as well. We'll also need less skilled volunteers to help with landscaping, cleanup, and with our feeding team. 8 Days of Hope Buffalo from July 19th to the 26th. Come and serve with us for at least three full days and enjoy a free day the following week at Kingdom Bound at Six Flags Darien Lake. Again, for more information, go to 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Well, back at you, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella, as we wrap up another day of talking to a uh, volunteer who has given back and seen God work. So it's amazing to me. You have 65 people. Now think about the pressure that would be on you, Mike. Yes. You're you're 20 years old, mm-hmm. and you're leading with another 20-year-old, and you have 65 people, including adults, grandparents, young kids, and you're painting a park. You're on the last day. People are staying an extra day to finish the park, and you don't have access to the paint. Again, that is strong leadership, kind of grace under fire, mm. as you've already mentioned, that, you know, what do you do at that moment? And I think Hannah, someplace in her heart, said, if, if, if not, you know, just outright said it, but what she had to be thinking, what I do now will determine the rest of this day. Because as a leader, right. volunteers are, are watching you. So what under are we going to do? So, yeah. So she mm. displayed grace. They prayed. She rallied the, the team, in a sense. And what did God do? You know, and so today, no matter what pressure you're under, God's in control. Yes. Guys, we're not this good. This mm. ministry is not perfect because I'm a part of it. But God is awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. Cry out to God. That's right. When, when you're confused or, or you don't know where to turn, I love what you said. You know, we all got together. We circled up. We held hands and we prayed. Yes. Um. Man, I tell you, I'm excited what, what's going to happen in this country, you know, 20, 30, 50 years from now. Right. Um, I, I'm excited for the future leaders 
um, of, of this country who are passionate about helping people, serving people, loving people, and crying out to God. Um, we need to do that. We need to do that when, when our marriages are struggling, when our kids are struggling, when our health is not going as well as we want it to. Right. Just cry out to God. Yeah. That, Steve, as we know, that's the biggest battle, I think, in the mind and in the heart. And even those that are uh, have seen God work at many times, we still find ourselves at that crossroad of, well, sometimes we complain. Or sometimes we think, he's not going to be able to climb this mountain. He climbed the last five, but this one's even bigger. That's what our head is telling us. No, we need to turn our thoughts to Jesus, focus in on him, and he will be faithful to, uh, even if we were in the midst of, I picture some of these people in, mm-hmm. in, in, like in their closets, in their basements when, it's, when the hurricanes are coming in and they're terrified. But the peace that surpasses all understanding Amen. only comes from Jesus Christ as we yield our hearts to him, our thoughts to him. Bring every thought captive, the Bible tells us, into the obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and we'll be successful. If, if it's even in our, um, our mind, our emotions, and he will see us through. He sees what we're going through. Amen. The story that comes to my mind, and as I age, there's always a couple I remember that are, are pivotal in, in my faith journey. You know, it's an Abraham-Isaac story when we were in Cedar Rapids, Mike, and we mm-hmm. had applied and received verbally a grant for a quarter million dollars. Oh you know, to do a trip with Eight Days Hope Rebuilding Trips, uh, they usually average around $800,000 for eight oh, days. Wow. Houston was $2.1 million because we had 4,600 people there. We were, we were in Cedar Rapids, and it was Thursday. Mm-hmm. The event starts on Saturday. Volunteers are coming on Friday. You know, for the, They check in at night, and like they will here at Eight Days Hope Buffalo. Right. And we got a call, and long story short, someone in leadership felt we were too faith-based. I don't know what they meant by that, but they wow. just felt like we were a little bit over the top for them. And mm. so the grant was being pulled. Really? So I <laughs> asked all the leaders to come together, and I kind of followed Hannah's lead, I guess. I said, guys, I don't have a clue what we're doing. I just know that 2,200 people are coming. Um, we, we need to raise $250,000 because that grant just it evaporated. And I remember we circled up, and we just prayed and said, you know, God, this is yours. This is not ours. Uh, You called us to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, to help out these flood victims. We don't know why this is going on, Mm -hmm. but we're going to believe that you're going to step up like you always do. We don't know how it's going to end, when it will end, you know, how it's going to come to that finishing point of how we're going to pay our bills, but we're going to lean on you. So we finished praying, and uh, I said, guys, I'm a little stumped, but I'm going to ask you to do something as a step of faith. I want each of you to go into your wallets and if you're willing, I'd like you to hand me your credit cards. And I don't know how, oh, but I'll wow. make a promise to you that we will pay you back. But we have to buy these materials because these volunteers are coming from around the country. This grant left us in a minute's notice. I don't have 250000 in my checking <laughs> oh, account. No. I said, I got a couple cards that has you know a decent limit on it. You know okay. That's a start. And I said, but but don't do it if you don't think God's telling you to do it. And and we, we end up getting, I think it was 23 credit cards. I'm um I this is a story I didn't yeah I, I didn't know I the twenty three credit cards so people were willing to take that leap of faith of having their credit cards charged for eight days of hope in Cedar Rapids oh my, Iowa my we did that and about forty five minutes later my phone rang and it was the exact same people that called just 
Really? An hour before. <laughs> and said, you know, Steve, maybe we overreacted. We know that you might be, in some people's eyes, quote, too faith-based. Oh, but, you know, after talking to the mayor and, and talking to some of the people that you've worked with in the past, you know, we've done a 180. That is God. We've, we've done way. a 180. Oh, my, Steve. To look at the leaders in the mm. eyes and say, thank you for trusting who God is in us, that he yes. would find a way to provide. And, I mean, that was, that was, a, it was a unique moment. I mean, some people had, you know, credit card limits of five and ten and $15,000 sure. on their card, and some maybe with 1200 but they were all willing to take that step of faith. And so were you. You stood up in front of your leaders and said, we need to pray, number one, and then I want to challenge you. And I'm sure, I, I wasn't in that meeting, Steve, but I could see you pulling your credit card out first and laying it on the table. And I, could, I, I wasn't there, but I can picture a dead silence and then people just pulling out their credit cards and putting them on the table because they're believing God. They're believing uh, what, what God is doing through something like Eight Days of Hope and other ministries. But that took leadership, and it also took leaders around us around you to say they've caught the vision they know what god wants to do and they're willing to put and the sense of money in credit cards <laughs> yeah. where their mouth is yeah. and their hearts are but it was really behind their heart sure that's awesome yeah that's a god story what's your god story where, where are you struggling in faith today you know well, as a listener when, when when you're when you're thinking about your journey is it that that kid that just continues to make bad choices? Is it your health that no matter what you do, you just can't get better? Is it your finances? You're like, God, I can't make ends meet. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm debt to my eyeballs. Or maybe it's your marriage. Um, let's close just for the next minute, Mike. Tell the listeners, give them some coaching and counsel if they're feeling like there's nowhere to turn and, and, and there's no hope. Well, I'm going to share a little story about that did happen in, in Cedar Rapids when I was there, and I call it the man in the boat. Mm. There was an elderly lady, 80 years old, long story short, and this will help. You, and my point is going to be look at the man. Look for the man in the boat. This lady was watching the floodwaters go from her sidewalk up to her steps, now up to her ankles as she's sitting in her house. She had no place to go. Mm. Her phones were, were not charged. And all of a sudden, all she said was, there's a man in the boat. And there was a man that in a boat, a canoe. <laughs> there was a boat. Her, there was a boat. Oh, my gosh. Got her out of that house. She still to this day, she says, I don't know who that man is. I don't know if it was an angel or what it was, but I looked for the man in the boat. So look mm. for the man in the boat, and that's Jesus. Oh, I love He's that. He's always going to come and help us out. Oh, I love that. Oh, the man, man in, the, in boat. the boat. Oh, I love that. Oh, man. And that was free, people. How do you yeah, like that? Wow. I like free wisdom, I didn't man. make that up. That's oh, true. I love it, man. Hey, thank you for listening today to Hope Reigns. Uh, appreciate you so much. Please share uh, the broadcast archived on our website. Just write out the, the letter 8daysofhope.com. Eight, uh, eight Click on Media. And you can listen to this broadcast and others. Share it with other people. Hey, if you're looking for something to do in Western New York in July, um, maybe you're listening and you live in St. Louis because this is being broadcast around the country, uh, go to our website and check out 8 Days Hope Buffalo, July 19th to July 22nd. It's 26. It's free. We'll give you a couple great T-shirts. You hang out the following week. We'll give you a free ticket to go to Kingdom Bound. Mike, you'll be helping lead worship again. Looking forward to I it. Know. Every bit of it. Amen. Love, it. love the event. Love what's going to happen prior to the event with the the eight days of hope to rebuilding and it's just a it's going to be a great summer around here, Steve. I'm glad you're back in oh, Buffalo. Oh, it's so good to be home, <laughs> Father. We thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for Mike, for Hannah, uh, for uh, anyone who's listened today to what what you have done, Father. We've done none of this. 
Mm-hmm. This is all you, Father. That's right. We thank you for who you are. Father, I pray for faith. That's right. The people out there are struggling today with faith, that they would have faith that um, for that man in that boat. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Mike. Amen. We'll see you next Saturday. Looking You've forward. been listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tyler with Mike Fiala. I want to thank Life Church, Niagara Gutter, and Kingdom Bound. Again, for more information, go to our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page. Or for more information, go to 8daysofhope.com. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com. WDCX Weekend Programming has something for everyone. Health and Nutrition on the Carrie and Robbie Show. Encouraging words on today's living hope. And of course, the best of Neil Boron live. These shows and many more make up our fantastic Saturday and Sunday lineup. The weekend is a great place to start your advertising campaign. Call today, 716-883-3010. Grow your business and grow the kingdom of God with WDCX.